What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Marriage Mondays here on the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm your other host, Jamie. And today we are tackling another prong of that trifecta of stress in marriage, and it is time management. Yeah, I think we should give this a shot, yeah? Absolutely. Here we go. All right, here we go, folks. This is going to be two in a series of three in the trifecta that Jamie introduced two weeks ago on Marriage Mondays. I'm stopping him there. We're not doing the third prong of the marital stress trifecta. We're just doing prong number two today. But you're the one that came up with these. This is your work, not mine. I'm just trying to be thorough. It's not happening. Okay, it's not happening, folks. Uh, So what is prong two in the trifecta, and and what does this mean, Jane? Sure. In the marital stress trifecta, prong two that we're going to talk about today is time. Now, we're going to share some stories about how we maybe did not manage time well. Yeah, yeah. And before we get into that, we want to acknowledge the diversity of listeners we have. We actually have someone that's in Germany that is listening to us on a regular basis. Whoever you are, huge shout out to you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope uh, this podcast is giving you perspective in life and helping you establish your foundations. Uh, but but there's lots of different seasons, whether it's you live in a different culture, that could have an impact on what the discipline of time management looks like for you, or the different seasons of life. For Jamie and I, I mean, when we were young with young kids, it looked different for us, right? It absolutely did. And there's different situations and different dynamics where you might need time with the boys or time with the girls. And it's just not something in our marriage that we've ever had to make time for, because honestly, I just want time with him. So if we can get together with other people together, I'm in. Yeah. And our story is a little bit different. We started dating in high school and became each other's best friends actually before we started dating even And so our dynamic in our marriage and the time that we need to invest in outside relationships is just maybe different. And that's not right or wrong. It's just different. So as you listen to our stories, recognize if you're young marrieds with kids, it's going to look different than the person listening who has teenagers. And it's going to look different than the person listening who are empty nesters. Uh, So just the seasons of life and then what you and your spouse uh, need in in outside relationships is going to change. But the principle is still the same. If we busy ourselves with a lot of good things in our life, or even, even a lot of activities that suck up our time that aren't even good, honestly, they're worthless, then we're not going to have any time left over for the truly great things. And that is the core message of today's podcast is, is we, we have to sit there and lay down good things so that we can focus on the great things and really look at it as, a, as an investment of time and get greater returns on that investment. So with that, we're going to jump into uh, a story, I think. Absolutely. I was going to set the stage for everyone just to kind of give you a quick glimpse on how we were living time-wise. We had three small children at the time. And, you know, a lot of things go into three small children. You're up early. You're hopefully putting him to bed early, but maybe not. Uh, Chris had just finished his master's, and so we were rolling into other things in our schedule at that point. Yeah, we just started volunteering for at a at a young startup church, 
and the lead pastor of the church asked if I would, uh, if Jamie and I would both come on and start serving in a capacity of, of being a youth pastor. And, and so I'm operating in this bivocational role where I have my Monday through Friday, eight to five job going on. And now I'm uh, committing significant time to being part of uh, this church leadership team. And that was just one aspect of it. I, I started volunteering for extra roles at work that I didn't have to. Uh, there was even a time that I... There was a time <laughs> when this is how the conversation went. Hey, Jay, I think I would like to do this thing at work. Uh, mind you, we were in bed going to go to sleep at the time. So he says to me, don't say anything right now. I wonder to think about it, folks. So I, I said nothing. And I went to bed. And then I volunteered for it the next day. And he comes home and he like says, hey, uh, that thing we talked about last night, I dropped my paperwork for it today. And I was like, I- I'm sorry. And what what happened here? Part of the challenges with these extra responsibilities is I started carrying, this was probably 2009, I think. And I started carrying a work phone. I started carrying a pager. I don't even know how we had pagers in 2009, but we did. And, and so these things were now causing me to get called in when I was on dates with my wife, on ice cream dates with my daughters. It was an electronic leash, truly. Yeah, I remember one time in particular, we're driving down the road and I bumped my cell phone and it it did this little ring that it that just told you you were turning up or down the volume. And one of my daughters said, you're not getting called into work again, are you, dad? And the way it made me feel inside, she didn't make me feel that way. But my choice in the way I was managing my time caused me to feel like I was failing. And not just as a father, but as a husband, at work, pretty much in all all the areas of my life, I didn't feel like I was doing any of it good. I thought I was just getting by in areas. And the reason why is everything I was doing, being a husband, being a father, being a youth pastor at the church we were at, uh, the the extra volunteer activities that I was doing at work, all of them were good, but but I was doing too much. And what it ended up leading up to was me having an anxiety disorder. I started having these massive anxiety attacks that felt like heart attacks, and it freaked me out. Now, here's the blessing of the human body and my mind doing what it did with these anxiety attacks. It caused Jamie and I to hit reset, didn't it? We had to clear our schedule. We absolutely had to take it back to ground zero and start again. So I ended up laying down a bunch of the stuff I was doing at work, the extra stuff, stepped out of the role of pastoring at our church, making leadership type decisions. And we really focused on the great things in life that Jamie and I identified. And what were those great things for us in our life? For us, it was focusing on our marriage and checking in, seeing how we were doing. Yep. And then our kids. That's really what we got back to is we we started going on dates again because I think we had stopped going on dates. I think our our date night there for a while was was volunteering together at our church, yeah, and uh, and investing in our kids and getting. Obviously, there was with, with having anxiety attacks. I had to take care of my my physical and mental health there, and thankfully, I had great doctors and, and counselors that that got me there. Uh, but but a little story of where when we don't manage our time, it can actually negatively impact our, our health, our overall health. Now, the conflict in Jamie and my marriage has been a lot more than that, uh, with us not agreeing on how we're going to manage our time. 
And, and so that's why we wanted to bring this up because we don't want you to have that conflict. We want you to be aware of it so that when you start to feel that tension in marriage of, we don't agree on how we're going to use our time here. Uh, hopefully you can remember this and go back to, Hey, what are the great things? Let's lay down some of the good stuff. And I feel like this is a great segue to talk about schedule that people might have over the last couple of years. I don't know what your calendar looked like two years ago from today, but mine was busy, pleasantly busy, and we were just chucking along with a lot of good things. Well, my calendar got cleared mid-March two years ago. Yeah, when COVID kicked off, I think, and it probably depends on where you live. I know some folks live down in the South. I have a friend that lives down in Texas. Uh, She was on a couple episodes ago, Johanna Abad. And she said that in Texas, they really didn't change their the way they lived a whole lot. Uh, school stayed in session. A lot of activities stayed open. Uh, but I can tell you up here in the Pacific Northwest, a lot of that stuff got canceled or, or significantly modified. Things came to a screeching halt, and suddenly our calendar was clear. Out of necessity, nothing was happening. We were home. We were family-focused. And we were just doing things together. And doing the essentials. But two years later, my guess is is your your calendars have started getting filled back up. If not already, I'm sure they're getting there. And so I think this is a good conversation for us to have. have you, as you have implemented things back into your life, as you've, you've started to give some more of your time to other activities and people, are you actually committing that stuff to the great stuff? Or are you starting to get busy to where uh, all it is is just good stuff and you can't commit to the truly great things in life. So Chris identified that first tool, identifying the good and making room for the great. Another tool I want to encourage you to implement here is to trust or and listen to your spouse. They're going to bring something to this conversation of time that you may not have considered or that might not be your strength. In our marriage, I'm the break man, which Usually does not go well because Chris has these great and grand ideas. They're amazing, actually. Things he wants to volunteer for. Yes. uh, Things he wants to be involved in. And like we've mentioned before, it's like a fire hose, right? And so we really need to sift through that and see what is the great in the stuff that he's telling me that we could be involved in. And most of the time, it's involved together. So when Chris brings something to me, Honestly, I I like break it right away because I'm multiplying by three in my head. Whatever it is he's bringing to me, this will just be an hour a week, an hour a week. It's three hours. It's at least three hours a week because I see this huge picture of what this will probably become. And he's not. He's just leading with his heart there and seeing right now what um, what that commitment looks like. Hey, we've talked about this idea of listening to your spouse before, I think in a number of episodes, but in particular in episode seven, where we talked about communication. When we listen to our spouse, we should listen with an intent to understand them, not to respond. So as you listen to your spouse, what they're saying, their ideas, ask follow-up questions. Truly understand where they're coming from. Don't listen and in your mind be forming your argument. Because if you do that, at best, you're going to beat your spouse. You're going to win in the argument, and your spouse is going to lose. And since you're on the same team, you're also going to lose. Uh, but if we listen with curiosity and listen with the intent to understand each other, 
then then we're going to be able to empathize with each other. We're going to be able to compromise or one of us is going to realize this is a great idea or maybe it's not. Uh, there was another episode that we talked about the anagram, Jamie. I think it was episode nine. Uh, can you maybe just touch on that again, why you and I approach these things maybe a little bit different? Sure. I just have this, um, I guess, visionary piece to our marriage of futuristic things and what they'll look like. And that's that's how I see things. So when you bring things to me, I am the guardian of the calendar while you are the filler of the calendar. Yeah, and my anagram test says that I'm trying to answer the question, who am I? And so value-based type things. So when I see a cause, a need, and I want to fill that need, it's not because I'm trying to make myself look good. It's it's because I'm trying to answer that question. Am I this person of character that steps up and does does great things when things are needed? Uh, so the thing is, is that's going on in the background for both Jamie and I. I don't think you and I really realized it. When we took this anagram test, as soon as we did it, we realized, holy smokes, like that is totally who we are. And that's the cause of some of our conflict and frustration. Uh, So know that within yourself. Go back and listen to episode seven, episode nine, have great communication, listen with the intent to understand, and also just recognize that you could both be coming to the table a little bit differently uh, with this, this idea, this discussion, and neither one is right or wrong. It's just value your spouse. I, I didn't always value you, Jamie. No, I was often the bad guy because I would be the one quashing dreams and ideas because I just had this vision that I knew what it was going to look like time commitment wise. And often if he was jumping into something, I was jumping into something because I wanted to be with him. And I knew this was going to take a significant amount of time. So if I wanted time with him, I was going to have to do it too. Yeah, and this has played out a number of times with different things that we've stepped up and volunteered to do. One of the things that we were spitballing uh, as we got ready for this podcast was a number of years ago, I was working at one of our area high schools. Our daughter was going to the high school, and this was where we went to high school. My mama, my grandma, we have a lot of ties to this school. It was a legacy for us to get involved, honestly. And we found out, I wanted to see a way, or I wanted to find a way to financially support the kids at the school. Because I, I saw remarkable kids who, some of them coming from pretty meager um, uh, homes, and I wanted them to be supported financially. So, Folks, I would have cut a check. <laughs> I would have cut a check. Looking back on it, it was probably worth cutting a very large check. But instead, we got involved in the Booster Club. And we knew the Booster Club was kind of not in a healthy spot. There was only maybe seven to 10 people that would attend meetings. But we got involved... And we ended up stepping into a big, what's that mess where you have a mess and then you add heat to it? What, what's that? It was a hot mess. It was a hot mess, folks. And that was also a movie reference. I know, Pitch Perfect. It's a recent watch for us. Anyway, we thought we were stepping in something to fix it. And like just minor like, fixes here yeah, and there. Yeah, we're just going to like put some, you know, new paint on the walls and, you know, maybe fix a couple doors, you know, a little bit of plumbing action. Folks, we needed to demolish the house. We had to rebuild. Yep. Foundation up. And that that took a significant amount of time. And we had, honestly, even when I blew it up times three, it was more than that. I'm just super grateful looking back that we had so many people come alongside us and really support and walk with us through that. The wisdom they brought to it, the manpower they brought to it, 
our and the woman power, There's the woman power as well. Our time ladies. would have been a lot we more. Have done it. We, we wouldn't have been able. to I don't to think do we it. could have done it without the the folks that came alongside of us and and served with us there. But the thing was, is we we stepped into it, and it was a good thing. I really think it was good. And, and for that season of life that we did it, maybe even argue that it was great because we got the the booster club back to being a nonprofit, back to having solid finances, back to I think earning the trust. Uh, or, or both business folks within our community, coaches, parents trusted the club again. And after we pass the torch to other parents, they've taken it to just remarkable levels. So we share the story just because here's the value in it. I see something that needs, I want to support kids, right? How can you not want to support kids? Are you a bad human being or it's something, Jamie? It's for the children. It's for the children. But Jamie's recognizing Hey, this might be bigger than than what we're thinking it's going to be right now. And that's just played out over and over again with just about everything we've volunteered for in our life or or something new that we've taken on. So uh, what I've learned, and it took me a lot of years, so whether you are the wife or whether you are a, a husband that thinks like I do, when, you, you, when you're looking at the need and you're going, wow, we should do that, that's a good thing to do. And if your spouse comes to you and says, hold the phone, we need to talk about this. This might not be the right thing for us to do right now. Uh, you need to listen to him. I need to listen to Jamie. When when Jamie says, hold the phone now, uh, I don't always want to, but I know. I know that she has something important to bring to the table. Something's in my blinders, maybe. I need to listen to her, and I need to be ready to walk away from this idea. Uh, otherwise, it's going to cause conflict in our marriage, potentially negatively affect my health like it did before. And I don't want that stuff. So the call to action today is to identify the good in your calendar and make room for the great. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Marriage Monday. We would love to hear from you on how we're doing. There's a few different ways you can communicate back to us. Number one, if you're consuming this on an Apple podcast platform, you can go to our main page, scroll down to the bottom. There's some stars down there. We would love for you to give us a five-star rating. It will increase our viewability on that platform. You can also rate us on Facebook, or you can shoot us an email at chris at gravityct.com. Let us know how we're doing, giving us ideas for future topics or future people to interview. Remember, friends, getting married is easy. Staying married is really tough. So go and love well 